Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Mornings are hard. Your sports radio show doesn't have to be. I'm so happy you guys are still alive. I am excited. I am so happy. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. It's gonna be a good day with DA. Hey, Da. I do love the Da. Happy being alive day. Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. Happy being alive day, everybody. It's a trash Tuesday around these parts, so we are taking out the trash. If you've got somebody or something that's bugging you, let us know about it at 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter at DA on CBS. We'll get to our trash is covered up here in 20 minutes. In 40 minutes, the Cleveland Browns unveil their new alternate logo. It's the logo of a dog. We'll dissect it coming up later on in the hour. Dog. Dog. But last night, game five, NBA Finals, the Nuggets clinch with an 89, a 94 to 89 victory. Nikola Jokic, unsurprisingly, is your NBA Finals MVP and did something nobody's ever done before. He led the postseason in points, rebounds, and assists. No player ever had done that. Most points, most rebounds, most assists in this postseason, all by Nikola Jokic. Now, on the one hand, you're like, well, yes, he played until the final game. So somebody on one of these two teams have obviously a leg up. However... The idea that one player would collect all three of those tallies is pretty remarkable. And we'll talk more about Jokic's greatness and where he plants himself in the league. But in the lead up to this, we were talking about this for the last month and a half. If Jokic wins a championship, what does that do for him all time? And it puts him in a very select class. I mentioned this list yesterday, but it's worth going back on. The number of players that have won two MVPs and an NBA championship now adds a 13th name. Now, I don't even think you have to be a hardcore basketball fan to have heard of just about every one of these players. These are the legends of the legends. Here's the list of guys starting with Two MVPs 
all the way to Kareem's six. Okay, so it starts the list of fewest MVPs, but minimum two league MVPs in a championship. Jokic, Giannis, Steph, Duncan, Pettit, Magic, Larry, Moses, LeBron, Wilt, Michael, Russell, Kareem. That is an incredible list to be on. That's an absolutely incredible list to be on. And how can you how can you deny Jokic's greatness now? You can't because he has now collected everything and done everything. He has checked every box. He's been dominant in the regular season. He's been dominant in the regular season multiple times. He's won league MVP, so recognize as such. He has won a championship. He was the best player in the finals. And he was the best player from start to finish of an entire postseason. They were the one seed, and they barely broke a sweat after they were 2-2 with the Suns. Since going 2-2 with the Suns in the second round, the Nuggets finished the postseason on an 11-1 run. They swept the Lakers in the conference finals and went to five against the Heat in the NBA finals. And while the Heat were an eight seed, and so maybe not the toughest competition for your traditional NBA finals champion, the Heat were the best team of the East. That number on the side of the, the Heat's name, that seed, I think was, was misleading if you consider them just a Cinderella story. They beat the one seed, the Bucks, in the first round. They beat the presumed Eastern Conference and NBA champion, the Celtics, in the conference finals and jumped out 3-0 on the Celtics. And remember, going into the conference finals, Boston was the heavy betting favorite to win the whole thing, more than the Nuggets. Plenty of people, and Vegas, still doubted the Nuggets going into the conference finals. The Nuggets would have roundhoused the Celtics. The Nuggets were going to beat anybody that came out of the East. The East just was not very good this year. The Nuggets were far superior. So they check every box, and now Jokic's greatness is unquestioned. I want to play for you a clip from Nuggets owner Stan Kroenke, and you might be asking yourself, why have we talked about Stan Kroenke before? Well, he's had a pretty decent two years here. Here's the Nuggets owner last night. They are champions! from sea to shining sea can rest or die in peace. The fans in this town are unbelievable, as you can see, Lisa. Unbelievable. And so it means a lot to us to be able to get this done. And the fans, we couldn't have done it without them. So, fantastic. Congratulations to coach, the players, the whole organization. But you got to love that city. Denver is absolutely an underrated sports town. You heard on the front end of that the Nuggets radio call of the championship. But Denver is very underrated as a as a football town. They have supported the Broncos for many, many decades. And back at Old Mile High before it became Invesco and now whatever they're calling it, that was a brutal place to play, not just because of the altitude, but because the fans were on top of you. Old Mile High was a crazy hard place to win football games. But they've been a great Broncos town for 50 years. People don't realize how good of a sports town they are because the other three teams have barely given them anything to root for. If you go back to the late 90s, early aughts, 
when the Avalanche were battling the Red Wings for supremacy and that that intense rivalry, in some ways, the Avs were bigger than the Broncos. And if they weren't, they were equal. They were equal. That was a time when the Avs had the city in the palm of their hand. So it has been a great, great hockey town for a long time as well. They support DU, Denver University, in a big way also. And the fact is the Nuggets have always been kind of the meh team. They could be a great basketball town. There's great basketball fans there. But the Nuggets have never given that town anything to really rally behind. They've never made an NBA Finals. Their most famous moment ever was first round. Matumbo holding the basketball against the one-seeded Sonics. That's the most famous moment in basketball history in Denver before this. And the Rockies, man, when when they were really thumping early and Coors Field had just opened and they had, you know, all of those home run hitters, that that place was banged out. That place was sold out and loud. And when they went to the World Series on that crazy run in 07, again, the Rockies, they th- those were incredible fans. It's just that the Rockies have been Drek, the Nuggets have been meh, and until last year, the, the Avs had fallen on hard times as well. And now the Broncos are such a, a joke that fans would rather boo them than go crazy for them. But, but Cronky's right. That's a great sports town. But Kroenke's run is insane. And I don't know how much we we have to give the owner credit for because clearly having Jokic and drafting Jamal Murray are not his decisions. And, you know, personnel decisions, roster decisions, coaching decisions are well above him. Or I should say well below him. He's well above those types of things, which win championships. But here's Stan Kroenke's Last 18 months, the Rams won the Super Bowl in February 2022. So the Rams were 2021 Super Bowl champs. Last year, last summer, the Avs were Stanley Cup champs. And now the Nuggets are NBA champs. Is that not insane? Has any owner ever won three professional championships with three different organizations simultaneously? I would think no. Kroenke's one of the rare owners that owns a team in almost every sport. He owns the Broncos. I'm sorry, he owns the Rams. He owns the Avs. He owns the Nuggets. He also owns MLS's Colorado Rapids. In the Premier League, he owns Arsenal. And in the National Lacrosse League, he owns the Colorado Mammoth, who also won a championship in the middle of all this. Don't give Schwartz any credit. I know. Schwartz definitely (laughs) wants me to shoehorn the Mammoth title (laughs) in this. He wants a take on the Mammoth. (laughs) So, look, Kroenke's run has been insane. And, again, I don't know how much credit you give the owner, but I will say this. For championships to happen the owner usually has to stay out of the way he's got to hire the right people at the top and then let them do their job it is why meddling owners like dan snyder james dolan jerry jones never win anything because the more that you meddle the less you win that's just a good rule of thumb in owning professional sports franchises and Kroenke has been kind of a silent behind-the-scenes owner. He got the Rams thing done. 
when the NFL wanted football in L.A. for decades, they couldn't get a stadium built, they couldn't get the funding for it, they couldn't get a site bought, they couldn't organize it properly. And Kroenke came in with Walmart money, because Stan Kroenke married into the Walton family, and said, fine, I'll do it, and I'll just buy the land myself. Okay, how are we going to build a stadium? Fine, I'll do it. I'll just build the stadium myself. Okay. So Kroenke got that thing done. Now, he's gotten some some loans from the NFL owners, but Kroenke had to put down his wallet, cut his checks to get that stadium done. And then when they got to L.A., he said, I don't care what it costs, win a championship. And that's why he had a front office and a coaching staff with McVay and with Snead that just went for broke. Let's trade for everybody. F them picks, spend whatever it takes. They spent on the extension for Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. They spent for Matthew Stafford. They didn't care about cost. They spent on Cooper Cup. Okay, so that was his contributions in L.A. With the Avs, I think he was basically hands-off, so he let the Avs build themselves. And with the Nuggets... It was his patience where they didn't blow it up because they were hitting their head on the ceiling in the Western Conference. He didn't draft Jokic. He didn't draft Jamal Murray. But the fact that Michael Malone and Jokic and Murray weren't winning big the last couple of years, he didn't say fire the coach. Trade Murray. Murray's always injured. Do this. Do that. This team's been together for eight years, which never happens in sports. Ever. Everybody is so trigger happy. I think Kroenke has helped out in two ways. Kroenke's a behind-the-scenes guy. He doesn't need to be Robert Kraft. He doesn't need to be Jerry Jones. So that helps him kind of fade into the background. And he's got so many teams, it's not all about just one team having to win. That's the problem with Jerry Jones. There's only one team that fulfills him. He's only got one. So everything goes into that. It's like the parents that are helicopter parents because they've got only children. They've got all of this energy to pour into just one kid. And suddenly that's everything. That that kid is the the symbol of everything that they've ever accomplished in life. Kroenke's got a million teams. And a lot of Arsenal fans hate Stan Kroenke. But he's got a million teams. If it didn't work for the Nuggets, so be it. That patience inadvertently really helped develop this championship run. The Rapids are a disaster. The Rapids have been a disaster in MLS for years. But, again, the Nuggets and Avs and and Rams have been helped by, I've got other things to do. I've got other teams. If we win, we win. Which is what happened to the Nuggets. So, what a run for Stan Kroenke. Rams 2021 champs. Avs 2022 champs. Nuggets 2023 champs. Whereas I guess Dan Kroenke has to be considered the best owner in sports, right? I don't think St. Louis fans would agree, but how could you not? I mean, he's got his he's got his hands in three franchises in multiple cities now and has those rings with such a short period of time. It just sucks. I don't know. It sucks watching such a, a guy who felt like he was a slime ball taking away a team from a city get to celebrate this much. And but he was slimy. Make no bones yeah, about it. I mean, he didn't was wanna... totally slimy about what he did to the Rams in St. Louis. Right, and a lot of what he didn't want to pay back and, and all this other stuff that NFL owners had to look at. So it sucks giving a slime ball credit 
but rings are rings, and there's plenty of owners in sports you feel like don't do enough of what it takes, and, and fan base is getting an uproar. He's got now three parades under his watch in recent memory. 18 months, three parades, four? Well, I don't know if the Mammoth had a parade, but three oh. parades and a Mammoth. They might have had, like, something at a local town hall. Yeah. <laughs> Three parades and a and, mammoth celebration. And correct me if I'm wrong, didn't Arsenal, like, weren't they like the runner-up one of these years, the last two years or something? Uh, I don't know if they were that high in the table. They, oh, boy, I'm they trying to were... flex some soccer knowledge I don't have here. Yeah. We'll have to ask Hugh, who should not be named at, <laughs> at uh, a future event. He's okay. a huge Arsenal fan. Good point. Yeah. So, yeah, what Kroenke did to St. Louis is not right. It's not right. He manipulated the facts. He got out of that lease. He said it couldn't be done. They couldn't support the team. He's, he's doing a lot of what John Fisher is doing in Oakland, tanking so that he can move them. But ultimately, going to L.A., they got a beautiful stadium built. He's got Super Bowls. He's got a championship. They've, they've got it made in the shade in L.A. When we come back here on the show, it is a trash Tuesday. Let's take out the trash, shall we? D.A., CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So what's eating you? People that get in the left lane and drive the speed limit. I got to trash the NFL, man. Trash my ex-girlfriend. You want me to trash that? Trash Tuesday, my favorite day of the week, not for nothing. Time to vent. We take it out like the trash. It's Trash Tuesday. All right, a little nugget here. Bogus has alerted us that Arsenal led the Premier League for most of the season before Man City pushed ahead. So another... Solid season by a Kroenke-owned team. He's got three championships now in the last three seasons. The 2021 Rams, 2022 Avs, 2023 Nuggets. Unbelievable. He also owned the Colorado huh. Rapids of MLS and Arsenal of the Premier League. And and Pete the Bunny doesn't have the pat on the back whistle, but old Uncle Sean, he was right about something with the soccer. Yeah, the only thing is you kind of need to know it and then say it instead of saying, I think it might be something. And then when I say, is that right? You go, actually, I don't know. I should look it up. Well, I said, weren't they like the runner-ups to their league? 
and but you didn't know what year, and you didn't know if that was right I'm, or not. No, I meant recently. Well, because you're the soccer guy, you cast a doubt in my head immediately. I just didn't know. Ah, oh. like if I asked you who lost the Super Bowl last year, you would tell me, right? <laughs> I would. <laughs> I would tell you um, if you could remember. The Eagles. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl <laughs> the year before that. Yeah. Um, the year before, I honestly, uh, the Bucks Chiefs was the year before. Wow. Come on. Wow. I know you know this. Wow, I know I do too, but it's so bad at 723 Come being thrown for a loop. Hold on. This it was Bucks Chiefs. such a silly Chiefs. thing for you to forget. It was Eagles last year, Chiefs. Uh-huh. So the year before, the Bengals lost to the Rams. Okay, because we were just doing a segment <laughs> on the Rams winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> it was like a couple months ago when I couldn't quick on my feet remember the World Series with the Astros. Yeah, you didn't know if the World Series was played. (laughs) (laughs) It is a Trash Tuesday, so if you got your trashes, bring them here. Tweet at me, DA on CBS. Mraz, lead us off. I'm trashing June. How about that? Uh, Bogus is going to hate this take, but I'm just going to say it. We're like two weeks away from the 4th of July, and generally speaking, the summer flies by after the 4th of July. I have dealt with Canadian haze smoke for all of last week. That's right. Uh, Last night was like a monsoon in my area. I cannot get my pool water warm enough and or combine it with like just strictly a string of sunny days that don't lead to freezing nights. And not for nothing, I'm going to enter July with cold pool water. This, yeah, I know, real meat problems. The summer is going to be over very quickly, and I feel like now we've already dwindled this down to two months left of summer, and we pay too hard a time in the Northeast dealing with winters to have this short a summer. Summer's going to end soon, and I haven't even really gotten to begin it yet, so I'm trashing June. That's just human filth. I don't know if summer's going to end soon. I mean, it's only mid-June. I mean, it'd be super nice for summer to start first, which is a partially... But the problem is going to start, the next thing you know, we're kicking off NFL games. We're going to get like three weeks of summer. He's right. Technically, summer hasn't started yet. So, yeah, it might end soon, but it should start first. Right. June 21st is the official start of summer on the calendar. Okay, but that means the end of summer is, what, the first week of October? We don't treat it that way in lifestyles. And my point, we need to get this thing going here. And we're on June 13th. I haven't had this thing going here. The freaking wildfires really sucked. You know, it cost me a week. It really did. It, it crushed us. It crushed everybody. I mean, we're dealing with haze and smog. Pete, the body is out today. He thinks it might be because of the air quality. <laughs> He's wrong. Hay is in. <laughs> he, he had croup in his ear or something. Yeah. It, what? Pete, yeah. Pete was disgusting. It's not. And and it's Pete. So he has all these cockamamie theories for why his right eye was falling out of his head oh, yesterday. Not here. Yeah. I'm just I'm waiting for the call today that he has some kind of super contagious thing that I'm gonna get yesterday because I had to handle his car keys. Well, Why'd you have to handle his car keys? That's another story I can't tell on the air. I'll tell it. I don't care. You don't care. You're not Pete. Pete Pete is in actually I should anyway, Pete is in a car that may or may not be supposed to be in a shop, so he doesn't Stolen? want to, he doesn't <laughs> want he does not want a paper trail on his phone app for paying the meter. That could come back to anybody questioning why his car is not currently in a shop that it's supposed to be in. As if somebody's going to hire Perry Mason to go yes. to subpoena <laughs> Pete's phones. So they, yeah, his oh auto body shop. Yeah, something happened to his auto body shop, and they told him, hey, 
wait till the insurance adjuster gets here. You could t- the car's driver will take the car. They're not going to be here for a couple weeks. But in his mind, the adjuster thinks the car is sitting there for two weeks. So therefore, when he pays the parking meter outside work, he doesn't want a paper trail on his app that his license plate is being read that right. it is not in the shop because he thinks that his insurance company will not cover the damages to his car. <laughs> There's always the lowest level scam going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know if this is a scam. It's not. It's this weird, like, what's the right word? Like, paranoia. Like, who made him worry that, like, Geico's or Progressive is going to come charging in with flow and be like, show me your parking app and I'm not going to I'm not going to give you your money. So there's actually more to this. On Friday, this first happened, and he sent Pat Boyle down with his credit card to pay the meter, but the card wasn't reading. Yeah. So Pat Boyle put it on his phone and put his license plate in on Pat Boyle's phone oh, app. No. And Pete, instead of thanking Pat, yelled at him and said, if I wanted that done, I would have done it myself. Yeah. <laughs> so so yesterday, because I, again, I, I don't believe his theory that he has leftover smoke in his eye right now. That's what he was telling me right. yesterday. <laughs> so... He asked me to do it, and he starts handing me his keys and two cards in case the first one fails. And I go, I don't I don't want to touch those, Pete. Why can't you use your app? And then he gives me this whole story, and I just look at him. I'm like, wash your hands. Give me your stuff. I went down since I did not touch anything of my own while I had his items. Gave them back to him. Washed my hands for 45 seconds. <laughs> Wiped all the stuff down again with the wipes here. I even took I, the only thing I had to touch was my building ID. I cleaned that off when I came back in because he's going to tell me today that he does. He's like E. coli in his eye. I know that's coming next. It's always the lowest stakes paranoia, the <laughs> right. lowest stake situation that perhaps the insurance company might see that he's using. The- <laughs> and it's not like he, he has on a paper trail. <laughs> no. like he's escaping Danamora. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the problem, Pete. You can't you can't pay tolls anymore with cash. Everything is is a is a is a camera. Is a, so there's a picture of him driving this car into Manhattan. Are there not, is there not? Or I guess you could get here without paying tolls. So, so he's so passing you, that at least. He had goop in his eye. Yeah, he had like his eyes were super red and watery, but like one looked worse than the other, and his I he's so. Again, he's going to hate telling the whole story, but his his story is that this is like a delayed allergic reaction to stuff in the air. To the smoke. Because Bridget had the same thing on Friday, and then he woke up with it yesterday. So that seems like a valid theory, don't you think? Can you pass along allergic reactions? Well, I guess that's true. No, but maybe they all were reacting to the the wildfire haze and smoke because they said don't be outside. So yeah, it but be it's irritating. been it it has not been irritating since like Friday afternoon in, in our parts. Hmm. This is too much. Wow. So now you're worried you're going to get the goop in your eye. Yes, me and Tom D. Celestino, who followed Pete on the board, spent all day yesterday in like this hypochondria state like oh is my eye tingling is my hand burning what's that blotchiness assuming we call ever has pete's face right now in a vice oh my god carlos with a k is in for pete today carlos who are you trashing yeah i don't know how i follow that but um i'm trashing the people whose jobs it is to put expiration dates on milk it's not a, okay. a an actual date 
It's basically a suggestion. It's a window. I grab milk out of my fridge, and it's supposed to be June 17th. I smell it. It's June 13th, and it stinks. Mm. I put. I already put it into my bowl of cereal, so now I got to chuck a bowl of cereal, get a fresh bowl, and find some new milk. You guys clearly are not doing your work. Keep it a buck. If you don't know when it's supposed to expire, just put a suggestion on it. You guys are useless. I'm trashing them. Interesting. Hold your nose. That's some smelly rubbish. So you think they should put an earlier expiration date on the milk because you already are drinking expired milk, but the date says it should still be good. It's like clockwork, and it's just milk. It's always four to five days earlier than what it says. I just put a suggestion. Or don't put a date. You, you, if you don't know, let me figure it out. I'll, if yeah. this passes a smell test, I'll drink it. I've noticed this having kids. You're not sealing it properly. You have to make that yeah. sure that thing is as tight as a drum when you put the cap back This on. might be a you problem. No, it's <laughs> definitely not a me problem. No, that's a you problem. <laughs> Andrew Bogus, who are you trashing? Uh, I'm trashing what went down Saturday morning on our Little League field. So my son's uh, Little League setup this year is a double elimination postseason tournament, not a straight kind of playoff thing. There were no brackets, no seedings. It was just everybody plays regular season games, have fun, learn, then we'll do this double elimination thing, and things will actually count, and away we go. So my son Saturday morning is in an elimination game. Losers out, winner moves on into the – I guess the semifinals would have been next. And my, and my little guy, Jake, is pitching. He's all excited to pitch. It's a big game. Got a win. The team's our ace was unavailable because he had pitched the game before, so he hadn't had enough rest yet. He couldn't pitch. So it's all on Jake's shoulders. He's all ready to go. He gets up there. He's a nine-year-old, controls an issue. First batter hits the kid on the thigh. Second batter, strikeout. Third batter, hits the kid, next kid in the back. And in our neck of the woods, you have a rule. Two hit batters in one inning or three in a game, you have to come out. So he had to come out just three batters into the game. For safety reasons or because it's poor sportsmanship? So it's, it's, it's mostly safety, but I've also noticed that the pitchers really take it hard when they hit other kids. So I think it's partly, it's mostly to get wild pitchers off the mound, but I do think it also protects kids from feeling terrible that they're like hitting their buddies mm-hmm. whatever the motivation the rule exists and three batters into a game that he was so excited to pitch he had to come out the game didn't go well from there their season's over so again it's a good rule i get it but i'm trashing it for sabotaging for hamstringing the uh the franklin square guardians on saturday morning okay trash them. illegal dumping I'm trashing my buddy. Last night we went out for dinner. We went to a Mexican restaurant. I hadn't seen him in a long time. He lives actually across the country, so he's rarely in town. So even though I've got AJ, I said, hey, can I sneak away for two hours for dinner? And my wife said, okay, no problem. So I took AJ early in the day. She was able to get her work done. She got AJ later in the day, so I got out to dinner. So waitress comes by. It's a nice Mexican restaurant and says, can I get you any drinks? And so she she brings the drinks, and she goes, uh, can I get you any apps? And my other buddy says, hey, give us a few minutes. We'll decide. Okay. So she doesn't really come back for a while, and we're dying to order these apps now. We're, like, really starting to get hungry. The chips and salsa are now dwindling to a precious few. So we're trying to get her attention, and my buddy waves his hand at one of the waitresses. And it wasn't ours, but waves his hand to come over. So the waitress comes over, and he tries to say quickly, we'd like to order, but he does the check writing motion with his hand, which is not the hand motion for we'd like to order. It's the motion for we're done. Yeah. 
So not our waitress, but another waitress, another five to ten minutes passes, comes back with a bill. And it's the bill just for the drinks. So now we've got to fetch another staff member again to come over and say, no, we didn't want the bill. We wanted to order apps in our food. And so eventually, 10 minutes later, the waitress comes back and says, yeah, I'm sorry about that. Can I take your order? Like they said that you wanted the bill. And I was like, yeah, we didn't want the bill, but he did the hand thing. So you can't do the hand thing if you want to order more. The hand thing is only for closing out or else it's going to confuse everybody. So trash, my friend. Get that guy a napkin. I've also heard that the hand thing is considered rude by some servers. Have you heard this, Merez? I have not heard this because, what, they don't want to feel right. You know what's rude? Taking forever to get back when I got places to be when I'm done. Bingo. Yeah, waiters and waitresses. I don't know if this is uniform, but I've heard appreciate if you just call them over when they come over say yeah we'd like to check please instead of doing the hand motion the signing motion in the air that which is presumptuous i suppose but 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 the alternative is what vocally being like hey you come over here nobody remembers the waitress's name from the initial intro yeah aren't i saving them steps but like they're over there they catch my eye i do the little thing and they they... go right to punch it up the check yeah i would think the same thing i did not think i was being rude and i'm only getting this from I saw this or I heard this from like one server. So maybe this oh, is not again enough a Enough with thing. the rules. <laughs> Everybody with these fake rules. Enough with the rules. See, Shawnee, you love this is where you would normally jump in on teachers. I'll jump in here on on waiters and waitresses. I've known a lot of them who complain about like having to bring ketchup to the table. And I want to be like, that's exactly what your job that's is. Like job. I don't yeah. that's like me that's complaining about doing updates. Like what? stop asking me for scores. So like there is a there is a weird I guess there, that's my very there, very faint comparison to your teacher hate. When you think of the decade of DA, like don't get me wrong, there have been times DA has molded a lot of me pee people in the back, and there are times I look back and I go, he was absolutely right. There was a time DA got angry. It might have been at me about like doing work, right? Like extra work <laughs> behind the scenes. Like <laughs> what are you complaining about? Grabbing sound? And he was in hindsight, he was right. That's our job. We give a huff and a puff for doing our job. Like years later, you realize when you complain about the art of your actual job, don't have the job then. <laughs> How dare you ask me for three clips a day for sound check? What's wrong with this guy? <laughs> Ostracized tweets. I was inspired by Lucy Bird to tweet every time my <sighs> Cardinals win a game, but I blame myself. I pulled him or as I jinxed him. Worst start in decades. Trash me and trash the Cardinals. I'm getting queasy. <laughs> That's what she inspired him to do. Yeah, not not outfit checks and the daily video picks. <laughs> yeah. Chris tweets some trash to the NCAA and their greed, the incompetence of the fact they don't have a weather app. No reason to start a baseball series in Hattiesburg instead of Knoxville. All over 2,000 extra seats. Hashtag get them out. Are those maggots? Squishy Liquid is trashing Jimmy Butler multiple times during the playoffs. He talked about how he doesn't care what the doubters say said it was the best part of winning. Now he says he doesn't care if he's in the Hall of Fame. If you bask in proving others wrong, then you do care. Trash Jimmy Butler. Totally gross, dude. And Dixie Landan is trashing the vet he took his kitten to. It looked like she had a bad cut in her tail. The checkup was going to be 70 bucks. It turned into $260 because they did a full examination. I didn't ask for that. It's garbage. And trash me for being too poor to get to Bob's bar. Trash Dano. 
Ooh, that garbage bag is leaking. Right, more trash is coming your way, but standing by with headlines, here's a kind sir, Andrew Bogish. These headlines sponsored by HelloFresh. Shake up dinner time with HelloFresh. With 40 weekly recipe options, there's always something new to try. Get 16 free meals plus free shipping with code SKATE16 at HelloFresh.com slash Skate 16. The Denver Nuggets might be the most patient champion in recent memory. No hasty coaching change, no roster overreactions. Just, just Nikola Jokic collecting MVPs, Jamal Murray getting healthy, and adding pieces like Aaron Gordon. And now Jokic and friends are the best in the NBA. I think you you need if you want to be a successful, you need a couple of years. You need to you need to be a bad, then you need to be the good, and then you need to figure. Then you need to when you're good, you need to fail. Um, and then when you fail, you're going to figure it out. They figured out the heat in five games, 94-89 last night in Denver, winning the title after 47 years in the league. Jokic with 28 more points and 16 more rebounds to win the Bill Russell Award as final MVP. Dennis Johnson and Willis Reed are the other second-round picks oh, to become Reed. finals MVPs. Johnson. And think about how long ago those two guys won it. Willis Reed was 70, Dennis Johnson 79, I think. Right, and and again, Dennis was the 29th pick, which was the previous lowest-picked MVP, and that 29th pick ended up was a second-round pick in the year he came into the NBA. So just, again, for how things change over the years. Moses Malone, by the way, won MVP without being drafted mm. by an NBA team Good since point. he started in the ABA. Because there was the, the refusal to, to draft NBA players if they had not finished four years of college, but the ABA did not have that. And I think he jumped directly from high school. Uh, Denver closed out Miami last night despite going 5 for 28 from 3 and 13 of 23 at the line. The Heat themselves missed 26 threes, including a combined 1 for 14 from Struess, Vincent, and Martin. Jimmy Butler opened 2 for 13 from the floor, did score 8 consecutive points late in the 4th to give his team a one-point lead. He was asked post-game about the possibility of his ankle injury compromising him in this series. Zero. Um, my ankle's fine. We just didn't win. There, there's no excuse. Um, they beat us. Uh, that's all I got. The Heat offseason will include decisions on pending free agents, Gabe Vincent and Max Drews, plus Damian Lillard rumors. And don't forget, we could have the Stanley Cup one tonight. The Golden Knights and Panthers back on the strip for Game 5 with Vegas leading three games to one. Sunday, Giants shortstop Brandon Crawford got the final three outs from the mound in a 13-3 route of the Cubs last night. He was back to hit. Delivers, Crawford swings, ground ball, left side and through. Bailey to third, he's being waved home. Walker up with it, the throw is going to be well too late. Bailey in with a slide, Crawford an RBI single, and the Giants take a 4-3 to three lead. That was the tie-breaking hit, top eight in St. Louis. The Giants beat the Cardinals 4-3. The Diamondbacks held off the Phillies 9-8 for a six-game win streak. Shohei Otani went deep twice in the Angels' 9-6 win in 12 in Texas. The first-place Rangers have now dropped three of four. And the Rockies scored twice, top 10 at Fenway, then a 90-minute rain delay, then the final outs for a 4-3 win over the Red Sox. Stanford headed to its third consecutive Men's College World Series after a 7-6 thriller with Texas last night. The winning run scored bottom nine when two Texas outfielders lost a routine fly ball in the twilight. And if you watch the Softball World Series, you heard the name Jordy Ball. She pitched Oklahoma to its second consecutive title. Now she's transferring to Nebraska. Campus wow. is less than an hour from where she grew up. 
Ball had 44 wins, 15 shutouts, a 1.00 ERA over two seasons with the Sooners both times being named All-America. DA, back to you. Excellent. Thank you, Bogues. When we come back, it's logo season and uniform season around the NFL. You're going to get a lot of jersey reveals and logo reveals. And yesterday we got two of them. We'll do the Buccaneers throwbacks next hour. But when we come back, the Cleveland Browns unveil their new dog logo. DA, CBS Sports Radio. sip of that the da show on cbs sports radio we appreciate you being with us the da show is available on your phone you can stream us using the cbs sports app that's free the free odyssey app as well or you can also stream us on sirius xm app on your phone and watch us on your phone using any of the mobile-friendly devices or apps like YouTube, Twitch, and WatchDA.com. We are on your phone. So I got to be honest, as much of a Jersey guy that I am, being uniforms, not new, Jersey, but I didn't <laughs> bum, know. Bum, 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 bum. It's not funny. <laughs> so I didn't know that the Browns were utilizing an alternate dog logo since they really came back in 1999. Mraz, were you aware of this? No, because again, it's a weird thing. The the basically 50 yard line before that elf was just the helmet. And we always see the helmet when it comes to like the team logos on the screen. Team logos on the screen, always the helmet. It's not at midfield. It's not in the end zones. It's not of the Jersey and it's not on hats. So I just didn't know that any of those dog logos Dog, were actual official <laughs> alternate logos for the Browns. But I guess they've had a dog in one form or the other for most of the time since they came back. There was a time, because I researched this after seeing the story yesterday, there was about a decade between 04 and 2013 where the Browns' alternate logo, if you will, was a B with the two brown shoulder stripes on the side of it which I thought was kind of classy and cool. It was like the Braylon Edwards era Browns and Josh Cribbs. Yeah, that was fine. I thought that was that worked. If you're not going to have a logo on the helmet, then that worked. Well, the Browns went through this whole process to encourage fans to design a dog logo. And one of them was voted yesterday or chosen yesterday. Now, I, I wonder if this is even a big deal because, again, I never see the dog logo. The The evidence is when the Browns redid, well, when Nike redid the Brown jerseys in 2015, there was a dog logo done, and it's been their dog logo since. And when I saw it, Mraz, I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen this. It almost looked like a pound puppy. Yeah. And I'm like, that is not anywhere. So they've had this since the redesign, and I didn't even know it exists. So this new one, I don't really know where it quite shows up. Are they going to put this at midfield? That's my hope, because they used Brownie the Elf last year, and the Elf got a lot of hate. So I think just put an angry dog at midfield, and then it's, you know, you want to throw in sweatshirts and T-shirts. At least we've seen it somewhere connected to the team if it's at midfield. Okay. So 
Personally, it might not surprise you. I like the Elf logo. I think it's cool. I think <laughs> if if you go back to the original logo that you had as a franchise, in this case, I think it was the 40s when Brownie the Elf was created, I think inevitably it's just a cool old symbol to use, whether it's the old giant who's coming out of Yankee Stadium throwing the football or the original Jet logo or if we look at like the Denver Nuggets – the nugget guy who's the prospector who's got a pickaxe and a basketball and he's got his hands and arms out. I just think that those things are cool when you go back and especially if you can go back nearly 100 years like the Browns, that original logo is just always going to be cool and I think it should always be your alternate logo. It doesn't have to be your current logo or the primary logo, but just an alternate logo that you use for whatever. Sports merchandise at midfield in the end zone, what have you. But so the Browns need to update this. I don't really know why. I liked Brownie the Elf, but I guess it wasn't masculine enough, and so they wanted something a little bit more intimidating. So we get the dog. Out of the submissions that became finalists, I think this was the best dog. This was a dog that's the least cartoonish. It's the least stylized. It's the most serious. It's still somewhat cartoonish. It's got big, bold, thick lines, but it's a angry menacing bulldog and it's got a chain collar with spikes all right it 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 works enough so i'm not going to go crazy like this is a bad decision what i think though is that the overthinking of every part of uniforms and logo these days is an indicator of why we've gone so wrong okay it's gone it's gone too far i'm a mets fan but i love the yankees uniforms okay I didn't grow up in the Bay Area. I think that the Niners and and Raiders uniforms are perfect. I honestly think the Raiders uniforms are perfect, and you just you can't mess with perfection. I think the older they are, the more streamlined they are, the, the easier they were to design in the day, the more sense they make. Like, all of the original six hockey jerseys, to me, are the best jerseys in hockey. The Blackhawks are awesome. The Red Wings are freaking amazing. The Canadians, the Bruins, the Rangers. Why are those all the best jerseys? They're the simplest, and they were done before we overthought everything. And so this dog logo, I mean, you wouldn't even believe it if I told you what the Easter eggs are in it. One of the shadows on one of the dog's ears is supposed to be the shape of Ohio. I mean... On the dog collar, there's the shape of a guitar pick for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. The dog's mouth is supposed to be the shape of Cleveland's Guardian Bridge. The nose is supposed to look like a helmet that dog pound fans used to wear in the 80s. The nose. I mean, do we really need that? Is that really how we're going to build out our logos? I think the logo itself is fine. But when you start doing Nike stuff, and this was done by a fan, so I appreciate that. But when you're overthinking every little thing, I think you lose the essence of what you're supposed to try to do there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.